Hey guys, it's your friendly uh, neighborhood editor Morgan. It's been a while, hasn't it? Uh, in the spirit of it's been a while, it's been a while since we've actually uh, had to set up the studio and record a podcast because we took a little break because we finished. So uh, with that in mind, just like to state that the first like maybe 15 minutes of this podcast wasn't actually recorded on studio microphones. It was recorded on a backup mic that may be my laptop. So what what that means is the audio quality, a little bit shit. So um, in the spirit of that, I just thought I'd give you a heads up, but like, let's make it fun. Yeah, because like 15 minutes in, I start paying attention and realize, oh, shit, this is not right. Um, it, rusty, we're rusty, alright? So let's, let's play, I, I've given you a hint, it's about 15 minutes, but I haven't edited like that yet, so it could cut down, it could be anywhere. Let's play a game, alright? Uh, whoever gets it right, yeah? You're gonna guess, you gotta guess, like, oh, I think it changes here, or like that, that, it just changed there, you can tell. You can definitely tell there's a change. And then maybe you'll get like a little, like a, it'll be like, ding, 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 hey guys, me again, you guessed right, we're better now, keep listening, alright? So, yeah, just a little heads up on that. And, um, yeah, this is an episode, um, yeah, never know how to end PSAs, you know, I kind of just ramble on for a bit, so maybe I just cut myself, like, right, like, halfway through this. to the Adam Sandbox, the show where we are contractually obligated to do this, but nonetheless do so out of love. This week we watched the critically acclaimed movie that has Adam Sandler and is on Netflix. That's right, we watched the Myrovitz stories, brackets, new and selected. I'm Chris, and I've got a penis and a vagina. I'm Luke. I'm Adam Driver, who was, I guess, in this movie for a little bit. Like, it was... I. I got some stuff to say about that later, but... I'm Morgan, and I love wearing cargo shorts with blazers. It's a good look. God, <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> if only he had have had a wallet chain. Hey, we watched a good movie. Or a film, if you will. Yeah! In theory. Yeah! A film. Well, uh, I guess... Oh, we should probably address the uh, the elephant in the room of lack thereof. Um, Oliver Whoa, okay. <laughs> Uh, he's not that fat. He's no, he's not fat at all because he just lost a bunch of weight because he's back in hospital. Oliver is very unwell. Uh, I don't feel the need to go into details. He's going to be fine, but he is not here. He uh, couldn't. He could not make it. No, he has to be in the hospital. Classic Oliver going to hospital to avoid watching these goddamn movies. Uh, he actually wanted to watch this one, so he might still watch it anyway. But he's not going to be here for the podcast. A likely story. Um, what do we think, boys? Um, I well, it. I literally just finished watching it. Uh, and I watched it in two parts, some yesterday, some today, half of today I was setting up the studio, so I'm not exactly sure how I feel about this movie. (laughs) I didn't think that it was as good as everyone's saying it is, because it's getting like very, very good reviews and there was Oscar buzz in air quotes around, you know, the movie and and Adam Sandler's role. And I thought he, I thought he was very good. I honestly thought all the performances were very good. The movie overall was, I I enjoyed it quite a lot. It was a good movie. Um, But I don't know that I think it's like that, as amazing as people seem to be suggesting. Yes, it was was very much a festival kind of movie. I suspect I would have enjoyed it much more if I had literally just watched uh, Sandy Wexler last week, rather than like, I don't know, a month and a half ago or whatever, a month ago. I still think that these... Arguably good movies are just still just too long. They're just too long. It was. It was. It, was, long. it wasn't that. I was well, expecting it to be two hour mark, and it was not. So basically, it's sort of hard to. It is just a sort of series of uh, stories, as the name would suggest. The Myrowitz stories, um, really centering around um, Dustin Hoffman's character, who is uh, Harold Myrowitz, who's like a, a the father of uh, Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller and their sister. Um, I can't remember the actress's name, which is fitting uh, given the way that she's treated in this movie. Grace Van Patten. Uh, or no, Eliz- Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth Marvel is, is is Adam Sandler's character's daughter, yeah. which yeah. we'll get into. Elizabeth Marvel, yeah, Elizabeth she's, she's in House of Cards as well. Um, her name's Jean, the character. Um, but yeah, the, the three kids sort of sort of semi estranged coming together um, because of uh, stuff that's happened. But it spends a lot of time setting up um, the characters before there's sort of that that event that kicks off what a, what really is the central plot of the of the movie. But it doesn't start until possibly, I'd say, close to the halfway mark. Um, and yeah, I did at least an hour in. And I did feel that once that happened, um, 
the movie, I enjoyed the movie a lot more to begin with. I was just sort of like, oh yeah, it, and it was just sort of very interesting. Like it was interesting enough, but it wasn't. Didn't feel like it was going anywhere. Yeah, it had that real. Um, uh, what's his name? The neurotic dude in New York, Woody Allen. Woody Allen. It had the, a real Woody Allen feel where it was just everything was kind of making me really uncomfortable, mm. and everything was happening on top of each other. It was just a series of a series of vignettes um, that were quite. I mean, the characters are quite realistic. I actually, the first thing I noticed about um, about it, because Adam Sandler's in it from the very beginning, is he doesn't even sound like it's not that he, it's not just that he's not doing the voice, which we all know. He doesn't even the sound voice. like Adam Sandler does usually. Like he does sound like more like a, for, for, I don't know. On some level, he sounds more like a normal person. Yeah. Like, he really is making an effort to not. There's a couple of times where he gets any of those Sandlerisms. There's a couple of times where he gets angry and like well, yeah. Sandler comes out. But... Yeah, but which makes sense. But um. So yeah, it's I, it, the three of them is, and it's just sort of this the stories about like their their dad, um, and once again, of course, uh, this is the second time that Adam Sandler's father has been played by Dustin Hoffman. Uh, the first time being the Cobbler, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> arguably a better movie. Oh shit, is this a sequel? <laughs> wait, the wait, which, which one are you saying is a better movie? The Cobbler. I don't think the Cobblerverse. I don't think I'd agree with that. Um, There's a lot more to explore in the Cobblerverse. I, I will. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but he's sort of he's a, he's a, a, a aging at this point sort of elderly artist. Um, I think the thing that really sums him up is at one point towards the end of the movie. With spoiler alert, uh, because the, the event that happens is he has a um, he had I can't remember what, the, what it was exactly. It was like a but it was a brain problem. Yeah, his brain was bleeding because he had a fall. He had like, a trauma. He had, yeah, like a hematoma or something like yeah, something like, along those like lines. a slow bleed in the yeah, brain that but he, he never got checked. but they think that he might die and so there's sort of an element of them you know coming to terms with him and at one point they put there's a show put on of his works he's a sculptor and uh was is was yeah i think he still sort of is um and adam sailor i'm just going to use his well danny who's adam sailor's character says uh if he isn't a great artist, that means he was just a, a prick. prick yeah and i think that really it. sums up his character because the whole movie you go I'm not sure he is a great artist. I think he just might be a prick because he is fairly insufferable. He's definitely he's a prick. An incredibly self-centered person. Um, his children are riddled with neuroses because of his own, just because of his sort of, and I don't want to like say failures as a parent, but failures as a parent, basically. Like it's particularly noticeable when you look at, um, well, it's actually interesting because so the Adam Sandler's character, like so uh, I'm going to use their names. Danny. Danny and Jean uh, full siblings. They were um, children of, of of Harold with his one of his one of his relationships. I think his first probably wife. And then uh, first Matt. Wife. No, I think his second wife. The first one. Was yeah, not. there was there was a okay. number of them. So okay, um, so second wife. But with, then Matt, who yeah. is uh, the child of the, the next marriage. Matt played so by Ben Stiller. As, as as Matt will constantly point out to begin with, half siblings. Half siblings. Um, sort of. I, I, it seems as though the approach that uh, that Harold took was after those two. He spent. He put a lot more effort into Matt because. I don't know whether it was some realization that maybe he kind of fucked up as a parent before that, but even then, as 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 uh, as Matt points out, like it came with its own issues because he put too much on him and expected too much from him. And it's interesting when they do finally come together, you see that they're very very similar people, despite their differences in life and the difference of the way they've been treated by their like mutual parent. I mean, yeah, they both had a hatred for different reasons. Yeah, but, but they are like they. There's a lot of character things, and it was actually I, I just watched the very end of it with Morgan again, like because he was watching it now. And there's a point, like, there's a thing ongoing through the movie where they talk about, oh, I think they're his sunglasses, and I keep saying it, and then they're both just like, oh, I don't know, like, they just don't know. It's like, there's, it's sort of that thing where it's like, there's a number of character traits you could say about them where it's like, they've taken very different directions and they've had very different experiences, but they are very similar people when it comes down to it. Um, it's nice watching them become friends. Yeah, that and was And I noted that nice. to myself immediately before they started fighting in a way that only <laughs> brothers can, which is... Sort of a wrestling, but no one's swinging punches at yeah, each other. Wrestling it's just on the like, lawn. I, they don't really want to hurt each other, but they just want to get out the anger. You don't want to hurt the other person. You want to dominate the other person. Yeah, but it's um brotherly I, love. Yeah, I, I, it it really is because it is a film, of course, uh, and the way that it's done, it really is um a character study, which um, I believe actually shot on film. Probably yes. Um, Chris I, Chris did ask that we're watching. Is yeah, like, it shot on film? It looks like it. We're, we're okay. talking about it. It was either shot on film or they. Put a lot of money into I'm, making it look like it was. I feel like you could have looked it up. <laughs> I tried. Well, that's what I oh, said. Really? That's what have. I said. I'm like, you're the well, trivia and guy. Something else, I guess, is like this movie was released at the time of recording. This movie was released two days ago. Yeah, like a wide release. I mean, it was released at Cannes a while back, and that's when it got its rave, first rave review. We are we are on the pulse. But yeah, but we did this, and by the time even by the time we released this episode, um, it will have only been out a week. So it, this is relatively new. If you're hearing this and you haven't watched it, um. 
I don't know that I'd say you need to watch it. Uh, it probably this podcast will probably make more sense because this is going to be a hard one for us to just make jokes about. We will find a way to do it, I'm sure. But <laughs> there's some stuff in um, there. But a lot of it is just sort of talking about the movie, and, and and it is it's the kind because it's a film as opposed to a movie, which is a stupid distinction. I know, but like we it's the one we like. It's what we've made before, so we're going to keep doing it. Um, because of the nature of it, like it, it is one that most of the time you spend discussing it is really getting into the subtext and like and what things mean because it's not Adam Sandler movies are typically uh, very text or super text even. Oh yeah, this movie is quite subtextual. Like it, there's a lot there's there's a lot beneath the surface, and that's yeah some things I noticed while watching the very end of it again. I, I actually said to the guys I'm like oh, I feel like I should have watched this again because once you've watched it once and you sort of you get the character arcs that are being told, I feel like that's going to help. Watching, going back and watching it, you sort of get the characters more from the beginning. Mm. Um, yeah, I might have to go again at rewatching. It, I do it. look. I genuinely, and I think I'd probably actually enjoy it more a second time around. Honestly, because it because it is a little meandering at times. I think knowing where it's headed would help enjoy it from the beginning uh, and just be more invested in it. Yeah, and I don't know if that's necessarily a criticism of the filmmaker. No, I don't think it is. Like that, it had to. It came out more than. An hour into the movie, mm. like the reason oh, you want to continue watching the movie. Well, the difference between this type of film as opposed to an Adam Sandler movie is in this, it feels very intentional that it's me. Yeah, it's the, the, like the the lengths they've gone to are to establish characters and motivations, and not just because they need to fill ninety minutes or mm. it does or the audience will want their money back. <laughs> like it, this, this feels, yeah, it, it it all feels very calculated. Um, and look, honestly, and, and I like, I don't think that everything hit. I think there were parts of it that were a bit. I, I there's there's some things. Uh, so Adam Sandler, which we touched on, Danny's daughter, um, she's quite a cute girl. Um, yeah, yeah. She goes to film school. She makes some films that are shown in the movie. Um, she's basically oh. just naked in all of them. Oh, yeah. And very, now very this is where it gets a bit difficult for me because, like, I recognize this is a film. I enjoy this. But they're saying, like, and, and Adam said, like, he says at one point, he's like, oh, they're, they're very good, I think. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Is that, is that what people want? Were they, well, it's they, a student film. It's, it's also like, film. were they given a brief or something? Yeah, like, what's, it's, it's what's such a student film. It's like a college student film to be like, yeah. I'm an adult now. I can just get naked if I want. I'll show you, I'll show you who I really am. And it's just like, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's just, it's weird. And he describes it as vaguely pornographic or something along those lines. He's like, he's not wrong. It's student films are weird. I've seen a lot of them, and oh, they yeah. are knowing, knowing people who are who are going to film and art they, uh, school. There's a they get on 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 par. They sometimes get titties in them. Oh, big time! Not not at uni, film. really. That's <laughs> well, this one does. Oh, photography students. Yeah, it's also photography students get their titties out. Probably. Yeah, but this is well. particularly interesting because it's like it's not. Like, she's the filmmaker. She could have picked anyone to be her subject. She is the subject of her own films. This is true. And she's, like, she's, she's like, I'm going to make a movie where you I'm don't know. Them. You don't know that wasn't in the brief. Perhaps. You don't know that. This is a, a commentary on the selfie generation. I think First it, person filmmaking, vlogging, no, etc. I think it, at its heart, it is, like, that idea as well to be, like, you know, because her movies are also very empowering for women. Like, so it's sort of, like, I think the attention is, like, you know, she's always... It's very hard to interpret them because I think they are also intentionally over-the-top student films. So yes. whether or not they're yeah. intended to have any deeper meaning is arguable. But I do think that there's sort of a sort of an element of like a female empowerment in there um, because she's also like you know that the, the character seems to be like wanting to, like to do that kind of thing. Um, Pagina Man, for example. Yes, Pagina Man has a. The, that's a bit too text for me. <laughs> I think for a, the superhero uh, with the power of having a, both a penis and a vagina can so, fuck anyone they want. So someone who is un- like, because that's what a hermaphrodite is, right? Which is probably not a politically correct term anymore. I don't know. Yeah, it's not really at the forefront to but, but, but be aware of the correct. Yeah, but like, wordage. It, it is a thing. But I mean, pajama man. It's like I'm inventing this term. I don't know. That just seems sort of like a yeah. It's very student film to be like I'm having this radical idea. It's like well, those those people do exist. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's but they're not heroes. But there's, yeah. There's a lot of things to it. Um, but I let's. I, I think we should talk a little bit more about the characters, given that it is really about the characters. So we yeah. touch on um, yeah Harold, who's the the dad. The dad. He's just, he's an extraordinarily selfish person. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, so, he, like, was he really not only cares about um like even like he he only likes matthew because he sees he like it's what he likes to see of himself in matthew i think to some extent like matthew's successful 
and he sees, and even though he's like, oh, you know, he doesn't really, and, and it, it doesn't make sense because yeah, he likes Matthew because Matthew is successful and outgoing, but he also kind of just like not he just wishes he'd become an artist as well. But yeah, he resents him for being successful and businessly. And- yeah, and he never acknowledges Matthew when he's trying to talk about Matthew's business. Though. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, and it's at the same time he's like, oh, you know, he he clearly like thinks, oh, you know, you've been successful, but I wish you'd been an artist. Whereas Danny, who is a musician and has actually like, or at least made an attempt at being an artist, but failed to find success, he's just sort of views as just being like he basically views him as being oh just someone who can look after him. Yeah, he's, um, he's a failure. He him. uses him to be like oh you know I need someone to just to, to look after me and help me and yeah and oh there's just there's that scene where uh, when Matthew's the first bit with Matthew where um he goes to have lunch with his dad and he's like oh no no I'm not that hungry and, he's, and he goes oh well I'm paying and so he orders a bunch of food mm. and then there's a sort of misunderstanding and uh, with another that person at the at the restaurant and, oh, and so yeah, yeah. and he go, Matthew goes to run out and and um and Harold's like well, and he goes oh, can you and Matthew goes can you just pay for it and Harold goes well if I knew no no I was paying for it I wouldn't have got the wine it's just like so just like oh you're paying I'll do what it like he's just yeah you're paying all right I'm gonna he's get the so self absorbed it's just yeah it's crazy like he's not I didn't find him like and I think there's like because you're not sure he's gonna leave he does end up living. And they actually Spoiler say, alert. they say as well, I think we're like, that's kind of the ambit of this podcast. <laughs> like, I don't think we, I think we can't avoid that. Um, but he does like towards the end. Yeah. Adam Sandler, he's talking to um, the daughter of another, of another artist friend of his dad's and says like, oh, you know, he's like, he's like, he's still like, he's obviously still under the effects of being unwell, but he's basically the same. Like his personality hasn't mm. changed. He hasn't learned anything from it. He's still- ding, ding, ding. Hey guys, me again. You guessed all right. We're better now. Keep listening. Um, the other artist's daughter. Yeah, so so uh, so Adam Sandler's character yeah meets up with um with a friend. Uh, well, it's it's the daughter of another artist friend of uh, played by Judd Hirsch as well. Who's is in that, this movie? Is it and LJ's daughter? Yeah, LJ. That's Judd, yeah Judd Hirsch's character, and and he says like you know his father's recovering from being unwell, and he's still you know he's still basically bedridden, but he's like otherwise he's basically the same. Um, because yeah, he really is like he doesn't learn anything from the experience. He's just he's just kind of an asshole and then like the last time that you actually see him and it's at the scene immediately preceding that is um it's a really interesting uh comparison because you have matthew visits him and he's just like oh you know and he's having like a nice a nice chat like sort of a chat with him but it's just it's sort of superficial anyway i mean it always is um but then when danny visits danny visits who's adam sandler's character he's like um oh you know you're not well you're not well too you should stay with me and he's like, oh, I don't know. And then he's just like, and then it becomes, and he's like, oh, and he sort of, he sort of considers it. And then his dad says like, oh, LJ's going to, uh, yeah, we can do this and this. Oh, LJ's coming this day. So you have to do your own thing. Like, as in, you still can't, like, you're only here when I'm like, when, when it's you. on on my terms. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if I'm with my other friends, you've got to go find your own thing. At which point he's just like, fuck off. Like, basically. And it's sort of, and there's sort of a, yeah, he sort of has this weird moment where he like, he whispers like. Goodbye. Yeah. I, like- it's like, I love, I, I love you. I, um. I forgive you, yeah, do you, forgive me, goodbye. Yeah, because that was what um, uh, one of the doctors handed him, like a pamphlet and everything. Oh, dealing with I actually, the, no, I didn't I didn't make that. Yeah, it was okay. like dealing with the potential death of, of a family member when they're in hospital. Well, these okay. are the things you should say to them and these are the things you should oh. all come to terms with. So then, I now that you've said that, then that scene clearly means that he's like, I think he's pretty done with his dad. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. probably yeah. not going to see him think, again. I don't think he's planning on coming back. Yeah, which is, which is honestly... Pretty fair. Yeah. Did Jean? Um, did Jean have a moment, or is she still? She's like no. And I've like, got, she's a I have a lot person. to say about that. Okay. So, so Jean is an interesting character because, as much as it's like, oh, well, you know, he always talks about Matthew. He never talks about Danny, like, or in different lights. He just straight up seems to never reference the fact that he has a daughter at all. Well, you know, like, like it's not. It's not just time. that he prefers one son over the other. It's that he prefers one son over the other. So it's like sort of pits them against each other, but then just ignores her entirely. The first time we meet her is like. He's arrived at a house, yeah. he's meeting everyone, and she's just sitting like, Oh, there. by the way, she's here. Yeah, she's here also. And yeah, and mm. they say, like, well, why do you keep visiting him when he's so horrible to you? And she just goes, because I'm a decent person. And she really is. Like, yeah. she she just wants what's what's best for him. And there's, yeah, so there's that bit at the end where you have those kind of, those two scenes with Matthew and Danny where they're, like, sort of, you know, speaking to him and whatever. Jean doesn't have one of those scenes. Also, the two first sort of vignettes that are, like, titled, you have Danny's thing and then Matthew's thing, and then you get, like, then you get into the, the main thing. Jane just doesn't have one. Um, I thought Jane no, had Jane, one. No, she does. It's Jane's Jane story, and it's where we find out about the guy uh, 
masturbating to her in the bathing Oh, so, suit. okay, Jean doesn't have one till afterwards then. Yeah, but, that's yeah. that's a bit later, but it's, okay. it's a small one, but it's like says Jean's story. I actually, it's I, titled again, differently, I, but she gets hmm. a nice little title I guess, card. And, that, and, and again, okay, well, I, even then, yeah, it's, it's a lot shorter and it's, you can also make a look at it, because I, I didn't realise that was actually titled as her story. Um, I missed that somehow, <laughs> but but it's also like the other two are very specifically about Danny and Matthew's relationship with Harold. Hers is just like, Sort of not really. I mean, it is kind of like it, no, it, it speaks volumes about her. Yeah, relationship but, the, but it's him, specifically like, about her lack of a relationship. Like yeah. again, even more so than the other ones. Like she showed up at this summer home, and they were just like, "Oh yeah, you can look after the kids," and he just ignored her completely. Like it's not just that he was like kind of a dick to her. He just yeah, she basically doesn't exist to him, and that's like that's the recurring thing for her in this movie. Um, I think even the structure of the movie other than just that even like the end of it it's an afterthought it's it's an afterthought she doesn't get her own like wrap up at the end and even like part of her big story that like she's coming to terms with is like that one of her uh father's friends or their uncle or something pulled a harvey weinstein pulled a harvey weinstein and uh very topical whipped it out and made her do things that he just he basically just whipped it out and jerked off while she watched like and he wanted to and um and like even then after that all came out, the brothers sort of made it about them by destroying mm. the dude's that car. That is a great scene, park. though. <laughs> when he, throws, when I, he first throws yeah, a rock I at think the car. To some extent, like, yes, but like, I think at least, like, I, I, obviously, that, obviously they don't handle it well, but no. I think at least that is coming from a, a place of like. Yeah, they're trying to do something well, for Well, because her. she says she told, tells her dad and he doesn't do anything. Yeah, and that also makes them angry. Like, yeah. so it's, yeah, so it's, I think what, I think, I think what that really comes down to is it's coming from a good place, but. Danny and Matthew, because of just their 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 experiences with their father in general, have a lot of pent up aggression, and this is an opportunity to channel that aggression. Yeah. Um. It also they like and you, the audience, immediately feel bad when she's like, he has like dementia, like he doesn't. It's just yeah, like, and oh, that's another yeah, reason that why was... she's a decent person. Like she's like, no, it doesn't make me feel better. No, it's like, like that shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> and she really is like she is a good person. Um, and she just she's very hard done by. Yeah. Um, but you do sort I of thought it was really nice oh, when she was like. And I, uh, what she said, I like hanging with you guys. Yeah. Like, I, I imagine she doesn't have many other friends and she really likes hanging with her brother. And it's like, interesting as well how um, Elizabeth, um, Danny's daughter, has a really good relationship with all of them. Yeah, she has a rela- great relationship with Like, she has a better relationship with the three siblings than they do with each. Well, I think Danny and Jean have a pretty good relationship. Yeah, they're pretty solid. But, like, she has, a, like, she has, like, yeah, Matthew. She talks She talks to Matthew like a friend. Like, she t- she's, has, like, friends with her father, but, like... There's still obviously the element of him being her father. Yeah. And there's mm. that scene when, like, um, what does he do? I'm Is it the beer? Was it the beer and the wine? Yeah, the beer, that's the right. Wine. And he's, like, saying, oh, you know, you shouldn't do that because it'll give you, like, and, and it's, like, really his only reason is, like, it'll give you a hangover. And yeah. it's, like, well, that's something she probably needs to learn if that's the case. She's, like, no, it'll be fine. They're all, like, oh, it's that- okay. But it's just, it's he takes, it's, like, you know, you're not listening to me. Like, you're listening to, like, he's just, his more frustration. That was, like, a big moment because he got angry and lost at her. And then they had the fight. But then it was, like. That never came back again. Like he's, he's yeah, like, like it, oh, yeah, it really. Fine. It wasn't really about well, the mm, the wine and the yeah. beer. It was about he had to have someone. It was about take Matt him, being taken seriously. And yeah, like Matt, he had Matt to was undermining everyone. Him. Yeah, everyone listened to Matt. Brother, it was yeah. also tied back to the fact that yeah, like there was this whole thing about selling the house and artwork that Matt was organising, and like Danny just didn't want them to do it, and they were like, oh, whatever, we'll just and and, and like he just. He was t- like his dad said, "Oh no, it'll be a family discussion," and then it ended up happening without his input. And so I think it was like, yeah, he was just feeling very powerless about the whole thing. Like everyone was, ever again, like they, him and Matt, like everyone was listening to Matt and not him. Um, and then someone we haven't touched on that I wanted to sort of go into a bit of detail on Maureen, uh, uh, played yeah. by Emma Thompson, who's a great. Fuck Maureen's awful. Yeah, I, I do not do not like Maureen. Maureen. She's she really sucks. Like there's so many things. Like she's a she's a big old drunk. Um, mm-hmm. Which is not so necessarily that bad, but like just like she's apparently a bad drunk. She sucks. Like she's when he's in hospital, like she tells them, "Oh no, only talk to me." Yeah, don't talk to. Which them. is like I don't think necessarily malicious, but she just doesn't even consider the fact that it's like, well, he has kids, adult yeah. children who also might want some input. Um, there's also so many things like that where it's like having been on involved in a lot of family disputes when there's like someone's dying or di- or dead. It's like, yep, that's absolutely what happens. Like. This mm-hmm. the stepmom who's not actually related to just be like, yeah, no, I'm taking it all. It's all me. That sucks. It's it's not. It's a pretty common thing to happen. And there's also yeah the fact that like when so they they this sale goes through and then when uh, Matt realizes how much David doesn't want it to happen, he tries to stop it. But um, she's like, oh well, I'm next of kin, and it's like, oh, fuck, you are. But if like a decent human being would probably still consider 
the other people affected by that decision. And she's just, she just sucks. Even, Man, she, she crashed even, her car into a tree. Yeah. But like, she doesn't even seem to like, I don't know why she's with. Um, Harold isn't like I don't understand. She doesn't have that like, interest at yeah. all. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I that honestly, their relationship is not that detailed. Like they don't go into it that much because it's really only the way their relationship affects yeah. the, the kids being the sort of the, the focal point of the movie. Um, but no, she's just also. I fucking hate it when she calls him the dad. It just for no, I, I rationally, it, I just fucking hated it every time she said it. It annoyed me. She constantly she'd refer to Harold as the dad. Yeah, and it I just didn't pick up on that. She did it const like she did it's it because she doesn't like the. The, like the idea of having kids or anything. Like, yeah, she's like, but like she just she kept saying it, and it's just like I don't know why, but it just really annoyed me. Should we talk about the um the Matthew piece, the piece of artwork named Matthew? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It's sort of a recurring thing. Yeah. Um, do you want to explain? Well, um, there's when they're doing the um the opening when the dad is still in hospital and can't make it to his own opening. Don't call him that. <laughs> you just um, triggered Luke. Fucking hate it. <laughs> um, there's uh, what's the brother's name again? Not Danny. The other Matt? one, Matt. 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 Yeah. Matt. Uh, Matt's it's... doing like a bit of a speech on um what it means, who who the father is, how they work together, and everything like that. And they're saying about how he like sat in with his dad when he was making this piece, and he'd help, and he'd pass tools, and he'd make and the dad would make him feel um would like make him feel like he's a part of it and like yeah. and like he's really helping and that's why he called he, it Matthew. And he makes a point of saying this is not a, he doesn't remember this because he was too young, but yeah. his dad told him about it. Yeah. And then uh, also and this is also something that's referenced earlier. Like they talk about, they talk I think about Gene it and David Gene and David. Gene and Danny talk about it and say like, you know, oh he's got the Matthew like because you know he named it like when they're complaining about the fact that, you know, that he always sort of favoured Matthew. He's mm. like the golden child. Um and then yeah, and then uh, Danny takes over talking about it and explains like his situation with his father, how he was never really a part of the world. He was never really let into it, and he there isn't a piece called the Danny, and there's there's definitely not a piece called the the, um, the Gene, the Gene. Yeah. absolutely not. And then like later in the film, we find out when he's talking to Matt that it was made in 1966 before Matt. Was even born, oh, and, it's, and it's he like, stopped working in brass before Ma- yeah. Matt was even Basically, born. So he couldn't have possibly passing, been there. It's a passing conversation where he just goes, oh, yeah, "I made it like in this year," and he goes, "Well, there couldn't have been." And he goes, "Well, I, I stopped working in brass before that." And he goes, "Well, I wasn't born." And he goes, "This," and and, and he sort of just goes, oh, "I guess it must have been Danny." He goes, "Probably should have been called Danny." He goes, "I'm gonna go to sleep now." And it's such a passing thing where, yeah. like, and obviously, you know, from perhaps from the, the character's perspective, obviously, it's been put to the audience in a way where it's clearly a very big part of of their relationship like it really is so it, it, it's symbolic it's very yeah, it's, it's highly a, it's symbolic a real symbo- sim- symbol of like the their relationship and yeah. how he views himself as being part of his father's life and it's just in a real second hand like underhanded yeah, he's like, oh, okay. thing he's like yeah whatever i I'm, I'm that means nothing to me and i think yeah. and i think the way you take, sort of take away from that is like i think i Get the very strong feeling that that Matthew sort of takes that on board. Harold's just like whatever, but I think that, I think that really does speak volumes to Matthew. Like makes mm. him. I I think at this point he's probably realised that a lot of Danny and Jean's grievances are fair enough anyway. But I think well, it he really does. does make there's them- a multiple times where he's like, "Why do you? Why yeah. are you still doing this? Yeah, like I only do it when I have to, and I mm. hate it. Why? Why are you guys still doing this? And mm. and and, and, and you had it worse off than me. Towards the end of the movie, would probably suggest. You would, I think, I would infer based on the way that the movie sort of concludes that Gene uh, probably will continue to 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 be there for Harold and and up until the end. Uh, but Danny has clearly gone. Yep, no, you make a very good point, Matthew. I'm yeah. out. I'm he's also out. he's also got that relationship with his brother now. That yes, say, he's yeah. like he's heading to LA. At the no, end and and that's and at its core, this movie really is about this. Yeah, again, it was about those three and their relationship and um and the fact that yeah, Danny and Matthew like come out of this a lot stronger like, as yeah. as friends. Um, which is really nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's. Uh, I'm sort of. I'm, I feel like we are running out of things to talk about because it's just all I can really say is like it is this a is, dense movie. This is what the movie. There's a lot to unpack there. This is what the movie's about. But that's like, not what we're about. No, and <laughs> but I don't have any jokes to make about the stupid, like just usual bullshit in this movie. I mean, I can. I'll go through my notes and see if I, I find I don't anything. Know if the, yeah, because uh, uh, these movies are usually kind of ramshackle thrown together. There but was, this was clearly see. quite well thought out. I. Very much. Oh, I just realised I was looking at my notes for Sandy Wexler. That's why I wondered, like, when in this movie would I have, I've ri- would I have written? That's a gross fat butt. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. 
Um, a note I could have made but didn't because I f- it felt very inappropriate was there's some nice titties, but they were some nice titties. <laughs> so did you guys like like I, Not just, lie, just some nice in titties. regards to like awkward like customer interactions and stuff? I I felt sorry for Pam so much. Oh yeah, no, it's also okay because as I mentioned up the top of this episode, Oliver's in the hospital at the moment. There were parts of that as well where it's like yeah, the interactions like being there as a family member of someone in hospital, the interactions that you have with like hospital staff where it's like they're doing their job. Yeah, and like, yeah. and it's interesting like, to me. Is, this is an incredibly important moment for you and your family, but for them, it's yeah. just them. No, but memory. the thing is, it's very interesting to me because Oliver. I was talking to Oliver about it, and Oliver was saying, "Yeah, like the approach you get. Some people who are like very helpful and friendly, and some people who are clearly just like whatever. It's my job, and it is like, and obviously, yes, it is a job. That's what it is. But I think like to to be like in that field, like whether you're a nurse, doctor, or orderly, bedside manner is obviously an important thing. Mm. And so, even if you don't really give a shit, like, you need to at least give the appearance that you do. And all the people that I've interacted with um, while Oliver's in hospital have been really lovely. I haven't encountered anyone who's not. Um, but they do exist. Yeah, of course. Um, There's always jaded people. But Oliver, yeah, has just noticed some some funny interactions. Like, I think he said at one point, like, I think maybe some doctors or nurses getting in an argument and the orderly was just standing there next to Oliver and clearly was just like, like they, they were saying, no, it's your job to do this. Job to do. And the orderly was just like, just do it. Like not audibly <laughs> for them, but audibly enough for Oliver. It's just like, oh my God, just someone do it. Like <laughs> he said, like, it's just funny to like the, the dynamics. Like it's, it's the same kind of dynamics you in any workplace. Yeah. But it does mean that. Yeah. And, but in the same way as any workplace, it's like, yeah, I people, like people, people get moved like, around. But like hospitals, like up on a pedestal, like that shit doesn't happen. It's like, no, it does. Well, it's a workplace. Yeah. All that shit Well, it's happens. another thing that like when. So when we when I went to visit him the first time, he was in a procedure. So I was just sitting with Dad and like a bunch of people, presumably doctors. I would assume doctors. Presumably, because, no, no. But they were all in, like they'd been in a meeting room and they were walking out and leaving. So I imagine it was some kind of conference. But like they all looked like doctors. And Dad goes, "Oh yeah, they're professionals like you." And I went, "Oh, not really." And he goes, "Well, I'm like, they're." Their job is way more important than my job. I'm like, I'm like, they're like a they're a level above. I'm like, I also bet they don't do an Adam Sandler podcast. Yeah, every but, time. but I, was, I was just like, I'm like, no, nah, I'm like, occasionally in very specific circumstances, uh, lawyers can be involved in life and death situations, but doctors like constantly. That's like that's a frequent thing for them. It's like it's really I could not do what they do. Like it's it's crazy, and like it's it's doctors are like, and that's why like. Yeah, sometimes you probably will get some doctors that don't have very good bedside manner. I mean, they made a hit TV show out of it. Remember House, guys? Remember House? <laughs> oh, um, but yeah. you know, it's, it's just, not lupus, and it's why it's why it's kind of shit that they're like, she's like, I'm going on a like the the doctor doctor son. He's like, yeah, I'm going like, on a three. You're gonna go away when he's. It's like, it's like yes, yeah. because she has a life. Yeah. like, and they're also. It's she's not, been doing this probably. She's been waiting for this ages. She's done exactly. shit shifts and, and had, yeah, she's you like, you can't predict like that there's going to be, like, when people are going to be needing you or whatever. And yeah. also, she's not going to be leaving them in the lurch. She leaves them in the care of other doctors because yeah. you don't just go, yeah, I'm going away for two weeks. There is no one to look after him for two weeks. That's not so how hospitals gonna, work. So, we're going to put him in, in a, 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 a medical, medically induced coma and I'll- Which they do. When I get back. Yeah. Which they do, but yeah. not because of that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's interesting because, like, obviously, you you get both perspectives. You can see it. Like, as a, like the family clearly is worried about, about their, their loved one and, like, of course, you want- what's best for them and you see it as well this doctor knows what's wrong with them this doctor knows what's going on i want them still there but from the other side it's like yes but it is a job they can take leave yeah like that. also yeah. you want them to go home and get rest so they can come back and deal yeah. with the problem at oh, hand. yeah because doctors have to work like doctors and nurses and, and all that like have to work like insane shifts sometimes mm. which is because just like i think because of the way that's like there's just not enough of them in certain in, in a lot of places because well, but, uh, but like that's that's really bad like you don't want someone who's like 40 hours into a shift which is probably not yeah 40 hours but like you, they could be like 20 hours into a shift and be like all right now you've got to do this thing that could like if it's done wrong seriously impact the patient it's like that's not good for anybody yeah no one yeah well that. one of the reasons they do that is because arguably or at least so it's been thought and that's why it's historically been done this way. Arguably, one person working for 20 to 30 hours doing, taking care of this person, that person, that person, knowing all of this mm. is better than that person working for eight hours, handballing him to someone else to work for the next eight hours, handballing him to someone else. And yeah, that, that, make, that's a, it doesn't make sense like that. Well, it's like a, it's like a band-aid solution to a problem that is really more about communication and like, which is a hard thing. It is a hard, like, you can't. Hey man, hospitals are hard. No, but that's what I mean. Like you can't have every eight hours to change over. You can't expect th- them to go. 
here is every single thing that's happened that you need to know about just in case something else happens. Yeah, like, it makes sense, but it's like- Here's the rundown that's going to take us 40 minutes to do, and yeah. also you have like 10 people that you're looking after. Yeah, it's yeah. an it's an inelegant solution, but it, to a difficult problem. It's also, it's also hard on a patient to be like, have like five different doctors in like the space of two days. Like, yeah. Mm. Well, typically- You want that like consistent right. one? Like, think, you're like, all right, I get this one no, during and that's the day why, and like, I get this one at night. And, and that's you why- can build a- because they say as well, it's like, oh yeah, no, we need a neuro, a neuro, like a neurosurgeon. But it's like they don't. It's hard to get them in on weekends. Like what people don't get sick on weekends. It's like, uh, I mean, people are, like they they have like at, if you get to the point where you're like a neurosurgeon, you kind of are allowed to dictate your own like hours a little bit more. I I imagine. And so it's like I would like to have this weekend to not be a neurosurgeon for a little bit. Yeah, I imagine that's probably I how think it is. That's fair. And, and of yeah. course, you would if it came. And I also imagine that if it was like we need you here now to operate or this person will die. They do it. It's just like if it's not like urgent. If it's not brain surgery, <laughs> someone else could do it. If it's it. not brain surgery, yeah, that's they're probably not going to show up because what good are they going to be? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I all the hospital I, stuff I did, was like, interesting, and, and it was yeah, the Pam just when they do see her again, they just she's just like, oh, good, like to the point where I'm not sure she. Yeah, she was them. like, yeah. who are you guys yeah. again? Which is like because of course, like she Cause sees like, so she's many not, people she's not so much like, going on, but like yeah, she's very important to them, which is like yeah, okay. Um, oh, we should also mention, um, so Adam Sandler's character is a musician and he, he has a couple of songs that he plays. Like, there's a song he plays with his daughter early that on. That one was real nice. Really, just a lovely I song. Like it. I had a real Georgia It was, it was it. kind of sad because it was like, mummy, daddy, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and it was just the two of them, but it was still but nice. But it was, and then there was- It didn't seem to affect them. That though. song about, uh, the guy- Byron, 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 Myron, Byron, which <laughs> I was, was like, Myron isn't a name, right? It is. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Okay. But I just liked that- um, they like they all knew that song. Like it was a nice. Oh, when that cuts back later, and they're yeah, all and they're singing all singing it. that yeah. song. Like that was it was just nice. They were getting into it too. Um, and clearly, the dad was like, "I know, I get it." Yeah, and like he's just... dealt with this before, but he doesn't see the seriousness of the situation yeah. at all. Um, but no, and I think as well, yeah, with that that song with the him and his daughter, like, he does have a really nice relationship with his daughter. It is sort of yeah, when they're like they first. The first time he watches one of her oh. movies with, <laughs> with like Harold and, and, Jean. and Jean on the computer, and they watch, they watch like the whole thing, the Pajina Man one, and he, and he just goes, "Well, I should probably watch these by myself first. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he is still considering the content, like as the fa- as the, as her father, he's still very he's very chill about no, it. No, he is. He's very much like, look, this is what she wants to do, I mean, and I think as, she's good at it. As the daughter of an artist, I think that'll yeah. yeah. Sorry, the son of an artist. Ah, uh, yeah, true. That, that'll that'll think- kind of. Uh, influence the way you view what is apparently branded art. Yeah, but it, like I, I don't know. I feel like if I was like, "Hey, mum and dad, watch this movie of me," and it's just me naked, that'd be pretty weird. I think yeah. your dad would be more open to it than your mum. I, I think I, they'd both be pretty weird. About, I think it, I think I would feel weirder than them, honestly, showing it to them. That being said, she hasn't gone through like law school and gotten a, a regular business well, yeah, job, no, and then, but, then on a whim gone. Fine, hang on, I think I'll fine. do art. If Oliver did it, then Oliver, who is in like a more artistic field, if he did something like that, or if he was like, look at this poster I made, and it's just a big naked <laughs> picture of him. Picture of what if Oliver comes out of a hospital inspired and he wants to ch- chase a medical degree now? I. I Good for him. <laughs> yeah, get on it. He's going to be a Merce. Um, I'm, they're just Male. called... Ner- He's going to be a, a, a man's purse. He's going to be a man purse. <laughs> man purse. They're just called nurses, buddy. <laughs> I'm talking about nurses. I'm talking about man purses. <laughs> He's going to come like, out like a scrotum? inspired to be a man's purse. <laughs> yeah, scrotum? Yeah. He's already a scrotum. He's going to be a ball bag when he gets Good job, Oliver. You did it. You're already a ball bag. <laughs> um... We got to some humor at one point. Yeah. So, oh, uh, I did mention early on as well. So, Adam Driver is in this movie very briefly. Very briefly. I which was, is like, no. And, oh, and so, it makes me wonder. It's like, I, I'm not sure exactly when this movie was shot, but like Adam Driver has been, I mean, Force Awakens was made a few years ago now. Like, he's mm. been a like a pretty big deal for a little while. Like, I'm just curious as to like why, because it's, it is not a huge role. Like, it could have been anyone. Um, was he in it as himself? No, no, okay. no. Sigourney Weaver know. was in it as well. Yeah, himself. Sigourney Weaver was in it, uh, which is yeah. And I said, "Hi, Sigourney." Yeah, that's I'm the. Oh, they ask him all these. Qu- this is another thing as well. Like he, so uh, like, Harold Sigourney meets Weaver. Sigourney Weaver because she's a fr- friends with uh, LJ, his his artist friend, and people are asking him questions about like other things, and all he wants to do is talk about the fact that he met Sigourney Weaver, which. I get it. She's very famous, but also it's just like, and also he come sort on, of man. didn't. She was, no, he didn't really. Yeah, because the story is, I said hello, Sigourney, yeah. and she said hello, and that's like, and he just keeps saying that over, like not exactly that, but effectively that over and over again. And it's like, yeah, all right, mate, that's good, good stuff. Um, <laughs> I do love the incessant retelling of a shitty story. Yeah, <laughs> this podcast. Um, <laughs> but 
yeah, Adam Driver. I don't know, and, and maybe it's, I mean he is just an actor, and this is a movie full of like like uh, some big names. Um, but I don't know. There's, I there's every chance in the world that he could be friends with the yeah, director. I don't know. The, some, yeah. Something about there him be being something. in it stuck out at me because like. Uh, he's in the Star Wars. Yeah, because he's in Star Wars, and there's. I just watched the new trailer. I watched the trailer for the Last Jedi several times recently. So you know, he's really in the forefront of my mind. Uh, and he was just very briefly in this movie, and he's clearly a very talented actor. But he was sort of. I have not a question. Util- although I don't know what else he'd do. He in gave this movie. Ben Stiller's character Matt an upper and a downer. Yes. You know which was which. Yeah. They each take one at the showing. Yeah. Is that? Does that that never has any? I thought that'd have a bigger I ramification. Think, Is it I really... think Ben got. I bet. I think Matt. Well, I mean, Ben. Is that where the speeches? I think come he from? got the downer because he starts crying during the speech. A lot. I feel like that, that maybe, but I don't even need, then. like the drugs didn't have any, like that. I was like, oh, this. I is think just it was happening. just a bonding experience. I thought it'd be more to come. From I think that. it's also just like. A... I feel like if this was a comedy movie, it would have gone horribly wrong. Oh yeah, well, this, that this, been had, this movie had shit. comedic elements to it. Like it, it was, it was, when, it was like any time they had to run, really. like when Jan- Gene ran away, that was funny. When he had, when, <laughs> oh, yeah. when Ben had to chase after the guy with the the blazer. Oh, that guy was a dickhead. That French guy. He was so shit. Like, don't get me wrong. He was the, he was in the right, but he still could have been like, oh, let me just check. No, this is definitely mine. But he's so in, he's just an asshole. Yeah, it was fuck it was, French people. Putting it out there, guys. I've already been to Paris twice. I don't need to go again. I've been fuck French. People. I've been to France once, and I just stayed in the airport, and it was fucking horrible. How do you feel? <laughs> Charles about, de Gaulle uh, sucks. How do you feel about Jersians? No, nah, they're great. <laughs> All good then. What are, not. what are Jersians? People from Jersey, from I New don't Jersey, think that's the appropriate New Jerseyites. No, Jersey, not New Jersey. Jerseyans. Jersey. Jersey. The the Jersey. Football Jersey. Football. Jersey. It's a small jersey. small a small cha- isn't island. That a, isn't that a tax place? It's like a sleeveless tank top. Isn't Jersey one of them tax havens? Yeah, you know I went there. It's usually yeah. got a number on it. That's why he brought that up, because that's the last time I went to Paris. Oh <laughs> everything's coming to make sense. Yeah. Morgan's on board. Admittedly to the audience won't make any sense either, so you probably cut this whole bit out. <laughs> nah, it's staying in. But I went to those places, guys. True story. So, uh, what, what? Anyone else got any points they'd like to make about this movie? Um, maybe. Let me just have a look through my notes and see if there's anything else that jumps out at me. Like, really, I didn't take that many notes. Um, um, I think that uh, Pagina Man and uh, the other film and all of our student films probably could have used more dong f- for my liking. Like, there was some titty, there was some butt. Could have used some dong. Yeah, I that's liked, fair. Like, it, it, we Adam had a love interest, but it wasn't like all up in your face. That was kind of interesting. And then the end there seemed to indicate that that may. Take off further down the road, Loretta. Yeah. That was nice. As Harmon says, romance uh, in movies is a seasoning. And yeah, I think this was seasoned just right. No, it was sort of the the, the suggestion at the end that like <laughs> yeah, he's make gonna a pursue, meal out of salt. He's gonna yes, he's gonna pursue something further with um with LJ's daughter. Um, it's also yeah. There's also a sort of recurring thing as well throughout the movie where he has um he's hurt his hip. Um, and he's like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. And then he ends up in the hospital. And they actually don't say explicitly. He is now in the hospital because of his hip. Because again, this is a film, not a movie. Yeah. But it's there's a suggestion later on. It's like, oh, that's why it's because of hip. Yeah. If this, if this movie was written by Adam Sandler, a lot, he would of, have lot of interesting that scene, and it would have been. No, you would have I seen. I can't a... believe you are in the hospital no, because I of your hip. No, 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 I can't no, no, believe no. you're the biggest hip doctor in all of Hollywood. <laughs> now you guys are you guys are you guys are going way too small on this. What would have happened is he would have fell down some stairs. Yeah, yeah. Damn. His hip. They would have been like, my hip's fixed. Then got hit by a bus and then been in hospital. <laughs> then been in hospital and then said, I can't believe my damage my hip again and that's why I'm in hospital like it's a whole sequence that would have set that up and then uh, he would have uh, eventually got up out of the uh, hospital bed after weeks and after surgery and everything and had a bit of a limp and he would have said uh, it's always a bit stiff after I've been sitting and then he would have hit by a bus again <laughs> <laughs> man I want to watch that movie yeah that sounds like a good movie uh, I think hey, we've guys, seen enough of that movie would you fuck Pam <laughs> that was such a weird moment <laughs> but Jane's response was yeah. so good <laughs> She's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. But, but also, <laughs> was kidding. she kidding? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, is that a serious? I don't, I'm not actually going to answer that. No, no, I was like, just, I just wanted yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah, that moment. That's that's that was a good did moment. you guys make During the parallel? During the montage, were there. Did you guys make the parallel between him not getting his uh, limp checked out at all and his father not getting his head checked out? Yeah, yeah, all? there was oh, a lot of parallels like no, that. No, in fact, and I did see the trailer for this is like really, like, draws that, like, it has that scene with the pool where, they both get angry, like in succession. Um, yeah. Like it actually is saying it's like he's like his kids are a lot like him, and it's like yes, they are, but in a lot of ways, like they're they are, but they're also they 
they want to be better. Yeah, they don't want to be. Because I'm pretty sure there's a moment where they're like, you should get your hip checked, you're being just like dad. And he's like, fuck off, let me eat my banana. Yeah. And I think that's <laughs> yeah, I think that's a big part of it as well. Like the part I think part of the reason that, that Adam Sandler has such a good Adam Sandler like I, I you know what I mean. Like Danny? That Danny that Danny has such a strong relationship with his daughter is because he doesn't want to be like his dad. And it's probably the same reason. Um I think it's the same reason that Matt wants to have a good relationship with his son, but is also sort of apprehensive to to like he doesn't want to be overbearing. That's why he every time his son hangs up on him, which is the thing that he keeps doing, he doesn't want to call him back because he doesn't like he wants to be he wants to have a good relationship, but he doesn't want to push it because yeah, obviously he doesn't want to force his son yeah, to because, have to interact yeah. with because him. clearly Harold was like so over, was a bit overbearing he, with Matt. As he opposed was to just he's just a, at the start of the movie. He's a busy businessman. He yep. doesn't get to see his son very much. Yep. Near the end, his wife and him are having troubles. So well, but he it's not because they they're not they're not okay. So Danny and his wife have recently split up. Yes. But Matt is still with his wife. Like, they're yeah. not split up, but there's a suggestion that the wife is cheating. But that's later in the movie. At the start, he thinks all fine. I but think- then there's a bit at the end where, like, the kid hangs up. It's like, she's influencing him. It's like, okay, so clearly there's a divide here. Because- yes. Yeah. Well, then there's also that scene where, um, at the art show where that woman's, like, making a was smile and he's like, oh, I wish, you know, he goes over to talk to her. So yeah, it's like, so definitely, like, yeah, I, I think something happens during the movie. Yeah. So, I just want it wasn't just me. Like, they didn't. Like, there was no explicit mention that they were, like, split up or anything. No, it's just the bit with the no. handyman. But they did seem to the be bit, drifting, yeah. And then, and then the, the bit where it's, like, he, she, she's turning the kid against him. Yeah. And then the bit where he wants yeah, to... Yeah, there's definitely a suggestion that they're sort of, yeah, there's a, they're, they're drifting. There, yeah, if you're paying, there is a relationship breakdown that's never explicitly stated, I mm. feel. Yeah, which, again, like, it doesn't need to be. Like, there's it's, a lot yeah, of things, in this, a lot of these up, things like, in this movie that we can sort of draw out of it. We picked up like, on it. When, and we're just dumb audience members. And, and speaking <laughs> of which, I would like to just briefly talk about the very last scene in this movie, which is... um. Danny's daughter, um, Elizabeth, and her, Danny her, and her boyfriend. Um, what? <laughs> going to... So, there's a thing where, like, early on where... Um, he keeps talking about this Harold's talking about artwork. he has this piece of art that is being held by... What was the name of it? It's like a museum. Mo- no, not No, Mo-Mo. it's not Moma. It's a different one. But it's, like, the, it's the university one, isn't it? Is it no. Whitney? Whitney? Maybe? Yeah, it is Whitney. Yeah, it's Whitney, yeah. yeah. So, he's like, so, so they, they have this art, and then, like, we're pretty sure it's lost. And he's like, it's not lost, it's not lost. And, and so, the very last scene is... Um, Elizabeth and her boyfriend go and, and they find it. Um, and they sit and they're like, oh, cool. And then it sort of shows like the, 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 the label on it that it's his name and he's at the piece of art and that's the end of the movie. And I Abstraction think, number seven. Yeah, and I think... Harold Meyerowitz. I think, and only watching the end of this movie with you just now, I'm like, oh, okay. The What I draw from that is that's then tying it back to that, that, that quote that I had already mentioned... Um, which is, if he isn't a great artist, that means he was just a prick, prick. Suggesting, like, because throughout the movie, you're like, well, is he a great artist, though? Because he's sort of like, he thinks he is. He definitely thinks yeah. he is. But then it's like, well, here is a piece of art that does, like, it is, you know, being held by a presumably he- prestigious, or uh, yeah. like, institution. So, it's like, the suggestion is, maybe he was, like, you know, he maybe he is a great artist. I mean, but like, but the then though- the question, of course, is, does that excuse his behavior? No, no, like, I don't think it Even does. if he wasn't yeah. a great artist, it seems like he was at least a very inspiring great teacher at some point in his life though they do reference when yeah that he was a that he was, has like was a uh yeah. a teacher for many years like but the, that explicit moment where that woman comes yeah up people do the, seem yeah. to yeah which is again i think that's an interesting sort of thing where it's like you know clearly there's a suggestion at least that he was loved by his students but not um, by his children yeah which is, but obviously a that's a very different relationship yeah. of course but like he's yeah he's clearly, that is a kind of like trope that you see sometimes like teachers being yeah, really yeah. adored by their, by their kids like really good with other people's kids not yeah, your own yeah yeah and obviously I mean obviously it is a different relationship but yeah I think that's that's probably about all that this I, has been the Adam film box because it's this is hardcore cutting yeah stuff. I mean it's I mean obviously we've got some segments to do um, <laughs> what was the what was the Happy Madison production when they do film they only did one in oh was oh, that ran over me. I think it was right over me. It or was Punch Happy, Club, maybe. or was it Madison something? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it was something. It was like a weird cross between something like Five d- Madison. It, I think we made the it, joke that it was Sad Madison. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Sadison. Um, Ashley Sadison. Ashley Madison. Yeah, um, that's the name of the, the, the company. Uh, hey guys. Alan Covert wasn't in this movie. <laughs> Are you sure? Sorry, Alan Covert wasn't in this film. <laughs> he wasn't in this film. Has Alan, Has Alan Covert, Covert been, been in any in a films? film? Uh, That's the real question here. I don't think so. Has Alan I'm, Covert ever been shot on film? I don't feel the need to look it up, but I'd be very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm very confident he wasn't in this. Fair. We don't, you don't know that. What though. if it turns out he was an EP? No, he could I'm, have been in the sculpture box I, at the end. I looked it up on <laughs> Look, no, maybe. Abstraction number seven is Alan Covert. <laughs> 
No, what if it's being very covert in that box? What if the final scene was uh, they go and they find abstraction number seven, and uh, it busts open, and it's a little man, and he kicks him in the nuts. Okay, wait, guys. No, serious question. Did anyone watch at the end of the credits? Like, do we know there wasn't a post-credit sequence where the, it goes back to the box, it pops open? We I do like not. The job. <laughs> and it's revealed to be uh, the second film of the Cobblerverse. <laughs> we do not know that. We don't know for sure. Um, and I prefer to never find out. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? Like, he wasn't in the movie. Do you reckon Alan at least visited? Adam on set, or Adam was like, I cannot, like, these people have not seen any of my other movies. Oh, I, mean, like, I mean, they you cannot come they here. Definitely have, they definitely have seen his other movies. And Ben Stiller's made some pretty stinkers, like a few stinkers. And yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman was in one of them briefly. Um, I think, uh, I think, I don't, I don't know that they're on. I don't know what their friendship is. I don't at know the that moment. they're still on as friend, like, good terms as they were, because I feel like he's been less involved. Although he's still a, he's still a, a producer of the, Net, the Netflix movies that, um, yeah. I think that Adam Sandler's making. But I, also, I don't think Adam Sandler had very much control over who was allowed on set in this movie because he was just an actor in it rather than. And when I say just an actor, as, again, he was very good. Um, but yeah, he wouldn't have been able to just like this. This movie was not an ex- or this film wasn't an excuse for him and his friends and family to go to some <laughs> nice country for a while. <laughs> uh, I like to think that Alan Covert showed up on set to try and weasel his way and into a movie security, and uh, saw Adam, and Adam had to give him his uh, per diem or something, and told him to go buy some snacks. Or did he? Or did he have to just completely ghost <laughs> no, him? Hey, hey, Adam, it's, it's me. It's it's Alan. I'm just, they won't let me bust. And he's like, oh yeah, hey man. So, hey, can, can I come in? He's like, just just. Hey, I know you see. I know you see me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry for exactly how it happened. Um, but yeah, he's not in it. So <laughs> whether he was hang- slinking about off camera, who's to say? Uh, but he's definitely not involved in any. Kind I of he was probably way. hanging around the craft services desk. <laughs> Maybe he was working craft services. <laughs> they don't list that in the credits. Him and Rob Schneider. <laughs> Now Rob, Sch- Rob Schneider's got a got a net got a series, Real Rob or something that apparently Adam Sandler's vaguely involved in. Do we have to watch it? No, no God, good. God, no. Um, the next thing though. Did this movie pass the Bechdel test? Uh, the Bechdel test is a test named for Alison Bechdel, who's a famous feminist. Uh, Cartoonist and that sort of thing. Um, In fact, I just discovered recently, which people probably know, but um, there's an acclaimed Broadway musical fun home that is based on her um, autobiographical um, graphic novel, which seems cool. Um, I'd like to check it out if it ever came to Australia, but who knows? Uh, Anyway, it's a question uh, whether it it requires two named female characters to have a conversation about something other than a man. she has also said uh, she's also recently on an episode of The Simpsons that I watched and talked about the test and said like yeah it was just an idea she had to say like you know just to point out that most movies that you would think maybe would in fact don't now this one I I don't know Jean and Maureen maybe Jean and or Maureen Jane and the or daughter uh, Jean and Elizabeth maybe but even then I don't think they have any substantial interaction Not much. that doesn't also involve the other characters like, like I I like I can I can one hundred percent believe it happens. In this world no, off screen, but it not, never happens on screen. There's not a full conversation, but uh, Jean and daughter do have a line or two where they're talking about haircuts, right at the head. And that's and I yeah, and I and I think that's and that's and really again, they, they assume they, they, they talk about the, the movie of, they're both in, but it's one of the things that we don't need to like. It, one of the reasons the Bechdel test isn't like it's sort of indicative, but it's not the be all and end all because like this, I don't have any problem with saying that this film. Um, you know, is it's not a misogynistic film, which is not no. Just because a movie doesn't pass doesn't mean that it is. It's just it's a way of sort of starting a dialogue about. It may the not fact pass maybe the Bechdel that, test, but it's not. But it's actively fine. going against no, the spirit of the Bechdel. I test. think that all the Bechdel test really requires is for a filmmaker to critically think about their film and go, "Am I just treating women like secondary, like background, almost yeah. objects, rather than fully fleshed out characters?" This it, movie has. Yeah. Female characters who are characters. And you don't yeah. need two named female characters to interact with something other than a man to do that, but that question gets you thinking about it at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I don't know that this movie does, but I think that this movie is still, like, the characters in this movie are fleshed out enough, um, but Maureen sucks anyway, so whatever. Maureen does suck. But then so does Harold, so it's, you know, <laughs> I think Harold's worse, honestly. Two suckers in love. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for my things. Trivia Corner. Hey everybody, 
Mario Chewie's trivia trampoline. How high can you bounce? Pretty high. Yeah, I don't know. I've never measured it, but pretty high probably. Well, is it a double bounce? Like, are we double bouncing? No, I don't do that. That's how I, I once uh, Absolutely. Oliver. Always double bounce. <laughs> Luke is a loser. No, I, I double bounced Oliver off a trampoline and he fractured his arm once. Is that so, why he's in hospital right now? Gets, no. That's what he gets for being a bitch. <laughs> nah, that was, that was years and years ago. He turned him into a ball bag. One time, one time, I also uh, I chipped his tooth because I just like pushed his head into something. <laughs> You're a shit brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My t- my front teeth are all fucked up because my sister pushed me down a flight of stairs when I was like two. Oh, is that why your teeth are fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just years of inbreeding. <laughs> no, apparently I was uh, too slow going down the stairs again, being like two maybe, and so she just pushed. Nah, she probably had a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Fucking go downstairs faster, Chris. Yeah. Is that why you skateboard downstairs now? Shit. Yeah, I'm getting over my fear of stairs <laughs> hey, by but at taking least, the handrail. At least you fall down the stairs, fixed your hip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was the first time in over 20 years that Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler have worked together in a movie. The la- they last starred together in Happy Gilmore in oh, 96. Oh, yeah. I forgot that he was the mean... I that he was completely the, he was forgot the about that, that shitty yeah, that guy that ran the nursing home. Nursing home guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that fun? It is fun. It That's is fun. Funny. It's, fun. it's great. Oh my fun. God. Uh, totally. Uh, this is the second film starring Adam Sandler to premiere at the Cannes Film Festival. The other one being Punch Drunk Love in of course 2002. It was. That's 15 years ago. 15 years ago. It's a long time between drinks. Since he's been at Cannes. Good stuff. <laughs> I know. I can't go that long between Cannes. Am you I right, boys? <laughs> Give us a parafe. Yeah. That was like a beer. Oh, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't. Yep, yep, yep. I don't drink beer from cans, so I was like, what? <laughs> can they, do they serve beer at cans? I feel like it's a festival where you just can't no, you get can, beer. You can buy beer sure in cans. Can some beer. Dylan always buys beer in cans at the Rev because they have $5 Ticardis and Dylan's all about it. All about canned beer at film festivals. <laughs> at, oh, yeah, getting a, okay, whether or not they serve cans <laughs> at, at cans, cans uh, is... Uh, I mean, it seems like the perfect opportunity to have the can cans and they're like... <laughs> I, specifically I, would like can can. I would be surprised if and they... And they've just got a picture of leggy girls on the front. <laughs> Maybe they have expensive craft beers, but I suspect it's mostly a kind of wine and champagne crowd. Maybe some, uh, you know, ex- martinis and that kind of shit. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever rich fucking film people <laughs> drink. Guys, we should, we should make the can-cans. <laughs> oh, God. It's got the gold thing around. <laughs> We've got to make canned beer for a movie that we released called The Can-Can and, it's, and released at Can. It's the Can-Can-Can-Can. There's no way we could ever make a movie that would be released at Can. <laughs> you don't know that. I do. Adam Sandler I'm did very it. Ca- he didn't make this movie. <laughs> hey, guys. The house in which the to- story takes place is actually three separate houses filmed to look like one. The interior was filmed in the Upper West Side in Manhattan. Since they needed an art studio in the basement, they filmed that section of the home in Brooklyn. And finally, the exterior of the house was filmed in upstate New York. Just find, like, a, a one house that Shut has up. everything. <laughs> Shut up. This is logistically a terrible idea. No, Film- it- filmmaking is hard, Morgan. Yeah. No, just make it, just use I think sets. the location scout just got real fucking just lazy. Just build a house. Yeah, just build sets. No, I, I think uh, Noah... I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Baumbach. Uh, I don't think he... Boom I feel like he's the type of person who would use actual locations yeah. rather than sets. He's all about practical effects, unlike George <laughs> Lucas. Practical. I don't know the practical effects are the appropriate label for this. Yeah, did you guys see the practical effects They really, movie? They really punched each other and broke Ben Stiller's nose. <laughs> he was really bleeding. Yeah, could do, could do. Some do. Uh, you guys want some reviews? Yeah, all right. Uh, I, will there be any? There this any movie ba- came out yeah. two days ago. There's some reviews. Oh, the big critic... You can't read critics' reviews, though. I can and I will. <laughs> you can? Can, can. Like the film festival, that's where it, probably the reviews are from. <laughs> Choose reviews. I'm the true part and this is the review part. On October 12, 2017, some dude whose name they didn't list said, Did they just describe a movie with Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler as having a, quote, remarkable cast? Ladies and gentlemen, the apocalypse. Star rating, not interested. Yeah, right, mate. I mean, uh, that's a bit of that's a bit of a harsh judgment there. I first of all, Ben Stiller is like not a terrible. I mean, I, I, Adam Sandler has done decently for himself in the past. Also, they were probably more referring to like Dustin Hoffman and Emma Thompson than those two, um, because those are like notable actors. Yeah. Also, it was good casting for the characters. Yeah. Like it, it was oh, like, very well done. Again, I think that Adam Sandler did a very good job. Is is very very good. A very good boy. Yeah, Brett. You guys remember that movie? Oh yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> this one is from Jean Claude Junior Van Damme. Sure, 
Usually Adam Sandler films are the worst, but this film is the best one ever, and Punch Drunk Love is the second best. Adam Sandler's performance in the Myrovitz stories is so fantastic, making his performance the best one ever. Adam Sandler should deserve an Oscar award. Five stars. Is this I- an Adam Sandler movie? Yeah, we're doing it in the Adam Sandbox. <laughs> um, like, in the spirit of what yeah, Adam Sandler I, movies I are. Say, this would, is a movie he's in. I would say he is the mo- one of, if, maybe not the, but one of the most focused on characters. In the, like, yeah. top three. Um, yeah, top three. Movie. But I also think, um, I don't know that I would call this the best Adam Sandler movie, honestly. Uh, we, I, there are some, like, better, like, if you, it depends what style you're going for. Exactly. It's no. the best Adam Sandler film. Like, I don't know that I'd even, I'm not sure, I don't know if I think this is the Wedding best. Wedding Singer I think, was I, I think Punch Drunk, I think I might like Punch Drunk Love more, but yeah. I do think that this is potentially his best performance. Yes. Yeah, it's other, for sure. I think he was great in Punch Drunk Love as well, but I think maybe, this, this is, they're both quite subtle, but I, I mean, he, yeah, again, just showing again, he is a very good actor. I really liked uh, his performance in Ridiculous Six. I thought it was very measured. I liked his performance in Lil Nicky. Uh, the voice was wonderful, and that time he turned to spiders was truly inspired. Uh, practical effects on yeah, that one. Spider. Absolutely, it was. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> good one. <laughs> uh, this last one is from Julie D. Adam Sandler, Dustin Hoffman, and Ben Stiller. Five stars. I'm sorry, Dustin Hoffman is that Hoffman? Was that them? They misspelled Dustin. Or are Hoffman? you? Being... Yeah, no, that was. Uh, I'm, I just read what is written by bros. Are you sure they didn't mean uh, they weren't referring to Dustin, comma David Hasselhoff, <laughs> otherwise known as the Hoff's MSN account? <laughs> Dustin Hoff MSN. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, this, you don't this, know. This has been choose reviews. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> Uh, all right, well. Uh, do we want to... Did anyone prepare Oliver's segment? There's no way there's a Kids in Mind, there's kids oh, in mind okay, stuff fair. for this. It all came right, out well two days I'll, ago. I'll do my segment. Oh, yeah. uh, all right, I'll do, I'll do a Kids in Mind section. Um, uh, several references to uh, uh, zoolo- zoophilic... Uh, fucking of a fox at one point. Oh, yeah. yeah there's there's just scenes with uh, a a young woman, a, a a young woman with her breasts exposed uh, and wearing too much makeup on her face. Uh, makes a lewd expression at a fox man wearing a fox mask like a stripper. <laughs> you guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Um. Yeah. I don't think we need to get into it. Um. <laughs> hey. Uh. Can we guess who your MVP is? Hey, MVP. Yeah, guess who you want it to be. Uh, Ooh, who's the MVP in this ooh, one? I'm actually going to... Um, before you do that, I'm going to tell you, I've done something a little different this time. I'm not going for actors. I'm uh, My MVP is a character in this one. Uh-huh. So I, I don't... like The oh, actors, Like they're all great, see. but this is like my so MVP favorite. character. Okay, your MVP movie. character. I'm going to go with Terry Crews. <laughs> It's always a pretty solid option. <laughs> I don't know. Vanilla Ice is always up there. <laughs> Best character. Uh, I feel like it's going to be a bit character, but I feel like... Um... Oh, wait. I got it. What? It's Pagina Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's definitely Pagina Man. <laughs> is that you probably want to say? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> nah, Jane, man. I really liked Jane in this movie. I did like Jane. I, Jane was, was, good. was Jane better than Pagina Man? <laughs> I don't know, buddy. Does Jane have both a penis and a vagina? Maybe. Can it's G- never made clear. Can Jane fuck whoever she wants? I mean, yes. No. Anyone, yes, anyone can fuck whoever they want to... Uh, oh, assuming that person consents, you fucking shit lord. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ, Morgan. Are you the patriarchy? You are, Morgan. You Smash fuck. me. <laughs> uh, anyway, that got a little off the rails. Big Mouth was a great series. Oh, Big Mouth is very good. It's no it's no over the garden wall. Well, that's fair. <laughs> Alright. So very, this, very different series. This is uh this is this has been another episode of the Adam Sandbox. Yeah. We, we finished a couple months ago, we're already back at it. I yeah, don't... I mean like I don't know that this is the, uh, if you were expecting a re- I mean really, if you knew what this movie was, you couldn't have expected it to be a regular episode. Yeah. Uh it's just, you know Hey boys, should they watch it? Uh, yeah. If you're interested, Look, yeah. I think if, if you've listened to this and gone, that sounds like something I would enjoy, then you probably would. Um, if you like Adam Sandler movies... If you nah. watch Sandy Wexler and went, oh my God, that was the best thing I've ever seen. I need more Adam Sandler don't on watch Netflix. This, movie. this probably isn't for you. But I don't know. Maybe you've got a very diverse taste. You've got diverse taste. Maybe you would enjoy it. If I, you saw Ridiculous I'm Six... I'm not going to pigeonhole you. If you saw Ridiculous Six and loved it just because you could sort of see... Uh, Adam Sandler's wife's nipples. Maybe this is for you. 
There's some titty. Who's to say? Who's to say? Who's there? There are some boobies in it. So, uh, if you're like, I only watch movies if they've got boobies in them. I would say maybe this probably still isn't the best choice for you, but it does have boobies in it, so... Instead, probably go for anything that was made in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Or just watch porn on the internet, I guess. Yeah, we have like, that now. No, there's... We've had that for a little while. We're talking to people whose specific fetish is uh, boobies in movies. Movie boobies. Movie boobie. Movie Well, movies. We got... This movie got you covered, fam. <laughs> movies. Movies. Uh, um, well... That's, that's our next podcast. Um... Do we want to do we want to address a little something that may be happening with uh, one of our co-hosts? Your socks. Oliver no. might die. Oliver might die. Chris is also abandoning us. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know if we wanted to touch on that. Well, bye we guys. <laughs> we don't know when the next Adam Sandler movie is being released. There is another one. Oh, I, I haven't even heard of another. The Adam night. Sandler. I think it's called like. Uh, I don't know. This uh, he is. The Knight's Tale. He's no. a, we know he's a busy like boy. The, a day, I don't know. He he. Dayman versus No, Nightmare? go to Adam Sandler and go yeah, to like upcoming projects or whatever. He is working on uh, the, his fourth like pro- Netflix. This doesn't count as one of his Netflix productions. This is distributed by Netflix, but and uh, yeah. So his. you've got the Myra story. He's, he's definitely filming Hotel Transylvania three. Oh, okay. Well, okay. that's happening. That'll be coming up at some stage. Uh, the week of is the in week post of. Production. That's what I was thinking of. So that's in post. Is there moment. any word on when that's going to be released? Two thousand eighteen. Okay, so there's a good chance that Chris will be back, and I think that'll probably be the next one because if he's currently making Hotel Transylvania, it means he's still got to animate the whole thing. So that's probably twenty eighteen as well. Yeah, uh, last updated twenty third of August two thousand seventeen. Yeah, so it's in post. It is entirely possible. Oh, what Hotel Transylvania three is? Or no, this is the week of. Well, Adam it, Sandler, it, Steve Buscemi, Chris Rock, Rachel Dratch. It sounds like a pretty standard Adam Sandler fair. Um, yeah. Okay, there's a good chance Chris will be back. We don't know. We'll see how we go. But yeah, there's a good chance that we won't be releasing another podcast for for several months now. Um, again, we will. Uh, we're want to do other stuff so you know we'll if you please do like us on facebook because that's the best place to get info um because that's where we tend to post updates yeah and right ra- any news we hear about adam sandler really yeah pretty much anything involving adam sandler that's in the news we will post um sometimes it's probably not appropriate but you know we do it anyway that's fine we're not making money off it yeah no we're not um so yeah i hope um, we hope you've enjoyed it and you know you can join us again soon so yeah uh as some of you Keen listeners will remember I am going to fuck off and live in a van, do the van, the Man With Van Plan podcast, except not really. Um, if you want to keep up with that, uh, you're more than welcome to follow my Instagram at HeyLookIt'sChris, and I'll be making YouTube videos and stuff like that while I'm on the road, so you can check that out for more entertaining goodness. What's your YouTube? I don't fucking know. It'll, you'll find it. You'll find it from I'm my sure Instagram. Pretty sure if you just search Chris Maudsley, it comes up. Look up I do YouTube, spelt Y-O-U-C-H-E-W-B, and you'll find all my old ones on my Highly channel. Highly searchable, you made that name. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's real real good for searchability is when you have to specifically spell a word <laughs> wrong. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, um, pray for Oliver. Yeah. yeah uh, thoughts and prayers uh, for Oliver, please. Thoughts and prayers. He'll, he'll appreciate that. One like that. equals one new kidney. <gasps> I'm sick of all these thoughts I don't and think prayers. He, I don't <laughs> think he needs no, a new guys, kidney, but I don't know for sure. we need to stop sending thoughts and prayers to Oliver. We need to... Like, actually have a discussion about kidney control. No, we need to... In this country. <laughs> if someone wants to, like, become a doctor, a few, like, a really, really good kidney doctor, I, he's got a pretty good doctor anyway, I'm sure, but, like... <laughs> he's going to be fine. He doesn't need someone to become a doctor and, like, develop new techniques. No, nah, if you could find an instantaneous cure for good pasture syndrome, like, 20 years ago, that'd be super. <laughs> yeah, that'd be dope. If you're also a time traveler. Retrospectively. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. This is a good way to end. Yeah, I don't know. Like, bye. See everyone. you around or whatever. Per if, you, if, you're looking, if you're looking for something to do, we do have a backlog of episodes. Start again and see us grow. Yeah, if you haven't listened to every episode, why not? Go listen to the other episodes you haven't listened to yet. They're all fine. Tell your friends. Bye. Bye. <laughs>